Justice Served with Jimmy Richardson, the 15th Circuit Court Solicitor, on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers on Talk 94.5. Wow, we got a lot to talk about here with our 15th Circuit Solicitor, Jimmy Richardson. It is our Justice Served segment. He has discovered that um, Mrs. Claus's first name is Gertrude. What? So for those of you who didn't know. I didn't know she had a first name. Well, I didn't either. And me and my daughter were talking about it the other day. She's 11. And um, I asked her, I said, what's Mrs. Claus's name? And when Nick showed me a picture of his daughter, mm-hmm. um, it, it reminded me. But I, I've just always heard Mrs. Claus. But <laughs> apparently uh, Gertrude, but you call her Gert for short or Gertie, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. And the modern name is like Jessica, but that doesn't sound like a Mrs. Claus. No, Jessica Claus. No. Yeah, yeah Jessica. No. That No, that's the name. You that's like the Jessica? That's the little claymation thing from the 60s that we all grew up on. Oh, really? I think her name was Jessica. Really? Huh. It wasn't Gertie. Well, Gertie's <laughs> the old time name. You know. Yeah. Your daughter's um, how old? My daughter is 11. 11. But this is what Google says. So <laughs> my daughter didn't have an answer. Oh. So she didn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm going with Jessica. Well, the 15th Circuit Solicitor brought in a bunch of legislative updates for us. Um, bills that were either filed or pre-filed, they aren't mm-hmm. law yet. So give us some of the ideas of, of what we should be thinking about. Because a lot of times we can contact our state representative. Yeah. And- you know, maybe uh, light a fire. So, um, figuratively this is, speaking, of course, right? Not arson, but just no. uh, <laughs> not arson. <laughs> we, um, you know, I uh, I can't get out of it. I really messed up um, Monday by not coming in, and but I am um, I don't know. It was like a horse, and uh, you know, get something on my mind. And we were out of town in Charleston, meeting with all of the elected solicitors. So that threw me off, and. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, somebody from the office started calling and saying, oh my Jesus, are you okay? Um, you're not on you're the air. Not on the air. <laughs> and I was like, oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> this is terrible. But uh, I was in Charleston and we've got 16 elected solicitors throughout the state. Oh. And then North Carolina's got like 50 or 60. So we were meeting wow. with a bunch of those guys too. But in the December meeting, we always talk about upcoming legislation because they go back into session in January. Mm -hmm. And here's some stuff that's going on, some pre-filed bills that would affect us locally. A big one that um, Lee Hewitt has been instrumental. Um, Lee is the representative there in Georgetown uh, around Surfside. But Lee has been talking about luring, and we've had Mm -hmm. a few cases locally where um, people don't, um, you know, pervs don't actually get the child into the car, but um, is doing some really awkward stuff, hanging around the school. Hey, little kid, you want some candy type stuff? Um, and this luring bill will sort of open that up if it passes to um, being able to charge somebody with those uh, things before someone gets hurt. Um, because, you know, I guess what's happening is the police are called, but if the person is not committing a crime, uh, and it's just real creepy, there's not much they can do about it. Mm -hmm. So this is the legislation's, um, attempt to sort of open that up with luring, uh, L-U-R-I-N-G, um, sort of, um, a 
harassment type deal. Well, if they're a sex offender, they shouldn't be in certain places anyway. Right, right, so right. So that right. kind of comes into play. But Yeah, and, um, you know, we had, uh, there's certain types of work that kids are just more likely to go into, and um, it would affect those. You remember a couple of years ago they mm-hmm. tried to pass something that dealt with ice cream trucks and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. I think a county ordinance was passed, but this would okay. be statewide. Okay. Um, there was a bill um, that would remove credit for time served by people that were wearing an ankle monitor. Uh, So what happens is a person gets arrested. They may not be able to bond out of jail. Um, At some point, a a judge may give them a bond, but say you got to wear an ankle monitor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if the public knows this, but if you wear an ankle monitor and you're under um, house arrest, basically, you're supposed to get time served for all of those days that you're out on a monitor. So if you're out on a monitor under bond but don't come to court for six months, you would get credit for six months' time served just like you were sitting in jail. So is it like considered almost like a house arrest? Yeah, house arrest. Okay. So presently it's up to the judges. Um, There are times... um, and it's too niche and nuanced to get into, but um, for whatever my opinion counts, uh, if you're in jail, you should get credit for time served. You're away from your family. You're locked up. Um, if you are at home, um, you know, and, and just using that as a jail cell, um, that we can kind of argue over that. But a lot of times... These guys are just walking around not feeling any consequence, you know, just out on the street um, going uh, going to work, coming back from work. You know, that is a little, the further you get away from it, uh, you're kind of watering it down. So Maybe this, it should be 50%. Maybe. That'd be a great That's great a thing. great compromise because yeah. you really are restricted in your freedoms. You yeah. are. But, you know... So you are serving some kind of penalty, sure, but it's not the full penalty of jail. Yeah, and it helps. I mean, we really, uh, we've got some violent people at the jail, and we really fight hard to make sure that those guys stay in jail mm-hmm. because, you know, those are the ones that are going to... They have uh, nothing to lose. Right. Mm-hmm, when they come um, out. So if, if, uh, but, I, you know, I'll just be honest, we go to every bond hearing mm-hmm. and if a person doesn't have that much of a record and has shoplifted or has broken into a car, yeah, that's aggravating. And, and, you know, I don't, I don't, we're going to prosecute that person, but to keep them in jail, holding up a space that you could have a, a cold, cold killer, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. Right. You really have to weigh out how dangerous they are and how much of a flight risk they are. So the vast majority of people are going to have to get out on a bond. They've not been convicted of anything at that point. So uh, now it's just how much credit do they get. And I love that compromise, you know, get half credit uh, if and you get full credit if you were in the stony lonesome. But if you're walking around... Uh, with an ankle monitor, maybe you get some, but not all credit. But this bill would remove credit for time served on ankle monitors. Okay. And those guys have to pay like $75 a week, too. 
Really? To be out on an ankle monitor. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, somebody, you know, keeps up with them. There's one other type, and I really think that we need to um, tighten this stuff up because when you think out on an ankle monitor, if it's somebody that's harassing Liz, I, I like those ankle monitors that put a, a circle around Liz's house and her place of work, and then if that person crosses into that zone, 400 feet, 1,000 feet, you get an alert. Now, that ain't most ankle monitors. Mm -hmm. Most ankle monitors are just um, a, a zone around the defendant's house, and if he walks out, they get an alert. Okay. But there's another one, and this is a really, really big thing. I don't know that it'll ever pass muster, but it, something needs to be done. Uh, we have had a string lately of people that have been found unfit to stand trial. You know, just so crazy that they can't help their attorney um, in the prosecution of their case. And when that comes up, the defense attorney may very well ask for uh, uh, involuntary type commitment to see, uh, you know, a doctor to look at them and tell whether or not they can, they had the ability to determine right from wrong. Mm -hmm. those sort of things. Um, that is spiked up here recently, and we've had to fight a bunch of those. I think that, um, honestly, some of the people in Columbia have gotten a little more lax or, or easy to say, well, this person can't stand trial. And it's hard from a prosecutor's standpoint. There probably is something wrong with the person. But I think most people who do bad things. Sure. It's at least antisocial. Yeah. Right. right. But um, murder or something like that. And if you get a murder and you get tagged with uh, this person can't stand trial, they've basically got a license to kill. You know, they can go around and. Yeah. Oh, you can't do anything. with. What me. happened to the hospital for the criminally insane? We don't have that anymore. Oh, yeah. No, we don't have it. And Jeez. what happened is our legislators walked in and. Obviously, it was a, a, a sore eye. They didn't want to see what they saw. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, people that are that bad off, they've got to be housed somewhere. They're yeah. going to be on Main Street. They're mm -hmm. going to be on Bull Street or Main Street. Right. And uh, now they're on Main Street. Mm -hmm. But that got torn down, and it's like a, like a Tanger outlet or something. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's nothing there anymore. There's no um, big hospital for people um, that that really can't be fixed and mm -hmm. and I don't it's a tough decision but you can't give a person a license to kill either uh, no and and not only that but it's dangerous for the whole family we've seen so many situations where you have that situation and then a cop walks into that you know that yeah. situation and pe people die you the, know because the, Liz the part that people that uh, you know I see and it would have it would have been hard for me to believe, but a lot of people won't believe this. But honestly, when their son or daughter is that far off, you would not believe how many mothers and fathers that I have calling saying, please keep my child locked yeah, up. Right. Uh, yeah. It is not what you think where everybody's trying to get uh, the kid off. Mm -hmm. They parents realize yeah. that that they need help. It's our legislature. Mm -hmm. um, and they can't do anything about it because the person has 
you know, has um, their own rights. Mm -hmm. So it's like once they're past 18, that's basically it. Yeah. They have no control over the situation. And I asked this question, you know, in the meeting that we were at, I said, I'm going to take a chance and ask a real dumb question Mm -hmm. um, in front of a lot of smart people. But why are we asking somebody? We've got medicine that uh, you give a, a person that will last for six months. You give them a shot. Um, now they are on their medicine good for six months. Really? Hmm. Yeah. And um, and that's really the, the way that most of that is treated. I, I had Unless an aunt. Unless they deny it. Exactly. So if they don't want to take their medicine. But why do we even ask them? You know, we don't ask a 13-year-old <laughs> if they want to have sex with a, a 30-year-old. That's true. And if you can't make that determination for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen to what we do. We send crazy people, and I don't mean that as a bad term, but we send people off that have already been determined that they can't make decisions. Mm -hmm. And we say, all right, we need you to make a decision every morning to take a pill. Mm -hmm. They can't do that. No, they can't. You're right. So, I mean, I I had an aunt. They could be mandated. Yeah. But you got to, that's why our mental health court is so Mm -hmm. good. Um, we make people come in and take the medicine in front yeah. of us. Ah. And for the time that they're in mental health court, they mm-hmm. do wonderfully. Okay. They don't get in trouble because mm-hmm. they're on their meds. Yeah. But Amazing. we can't stay with them for the rest of their lives. You know, Jimmy, we're just about out of time. But before we go, dream eatery. Does it ring a bell? <laughs> no. Um, do you know your way to uh, you know the... Um, we talked about so many times the G Spot nightclub yeah, yeah, yeah. changed their name like two days later. Oh yeah, okay. To Dream Eatery. Is that right? Yeah, it's kind of mm-hmm. like don't look over here. <laughs> We're not them. Yeah, all of a sudden, the G Spot disappeared. Yeah. And well, it was, yeah. uh, so let me tell you, we we don't have anything. Um, and I've mentioned this on here, but the way it goes is, if it's in an unincorporated area, the police will come to me and say we need help with the G Spot. If it's in the city of Myrtle Beach, it'd be Amy Proc or, you know, Surfside, mm-hmm. it'd be Kenny. Uh, but we don't have any action against the G-Spot, so I want to make that clear. But if we were to simply change well, why it, not? We haven't got, um, nobody has brought us anything saying. Even with all the shootings that have happened there? We've closed it, uh, you know, a few years ago, but more uh-huh. recently, no, we don't have. Who has to complain? The county police. The county ah. police come and they have to say, look, I, I need okay. um, help on the G-spot or this other We place. heard it was a new owner. Then the shooting happened, uh, you know, that mass shooting. Right. I don't think anybody got hit, though. Um, and uh, they changed the name the next well, day. Like, it was like a day later. I drove by and I was like, dream eatery. I'm like, wait. The G-spot disappeared, and I realized it was the same place. Well, just FYI, if if you are in that situation, and G-spot is not, or Dream Eatery, or whatever, but if you have a place that we're looking at a nuisance on, Liz has got a store, it doesn't it doesn't help you a bit to change your name to Nick's or go under new okay. ownership. No, go, all I'm lo- interested in is the location. I'm not mm-hmm. interested in the owner. So if Nick wants to buy Liz's place, and that's coming. You got to mm-hmm. know there might be a so cloud. So here's on that. something interesting. I don't know if this helps at all, but in New York, if there's a situation like that, they ban the liquor license on that address. 
So it doesn't matter what owner right. comes in. Right. It's you just a problem can. spot, mm-hmm. period. And they take the liquor license away from that address. Right. And then you is can that change. Here? Yes. But that's that's different from what I do. That is something SLED does. Uh-huh. But you are buying something without a liquor license. Mm-hmm. So the property is a little bit encumbered. You mm-hmm. can't use a liquor license at, at that spot. Right. But uh, if you sell it and there's no liquor license, you don't have a liquor license to sell. But you could get it back, you know, at, at some point. But you I'm could saying apply. don't get it back. Oh, why, yeah. why don't they just change it to a shooting range and be done with it? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Nick. An outdoor shooting yeah. range. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, called Nick. the G Bullseye. I don't know. <laughs> Nick, that was yeah. the best. Well, <laughs> hey, I have something for you on the Showtime Auto Glass text line. Yes, sir. Uh, for Jimmy, thanks for being in the Merle's Inlet Parade. And that's from the guy sitting in the chair in the back of your truck. Huh? That's what it says. Santa? I just read it right there. That's the guy sitting in the back of the chair. The guy sitting truck. in the chair in the back of your truck. Was there a guy in, in there was, the back uh, of your truck? No, there was a bunch of girls. Um, Steve Brown drove the truck, and then um, his daughter, Anna, um, sat in the back with my daughter, Paisley. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, um, might be um, might be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> ghost of Christmas uh, past. I, I think I was the only uh, rooster in the back of that truck. <laughs> I think only I, rooster in the hen yeah, house? I, okay. I, so, it was Sheila, Paisley, and Anna. Well, and Denise right. was in I'll the let front. that guy Clarify. figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I'll let that guy figure it out. All right, I'm just Jimmy. passing it along. Yeah. So we're not going to see you again until January 8th. What? Oh, so we're, we're off for Christmas. What? You slackers? <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> slackers? <laughs> Says the guy went to a meeting and forgot to call us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we won't uh, we won't be here for Christmas. So have a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And we'll see you uh, back here January 8th, Bright-Eyed and Bushy-Tailed. Mm-hmm. I got I to gotta put that on the calendar <laughs> immediately. All right, Jimmy. Uh, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas.